this episode of the podcast, joined by my good friend for many years, Mr. Dan Miller, who was fresh off a recent move into a new apartment. Um, yeah, so he was telling me all about the moving process, and um, I figured now is a good time in any to, you know, talk about U-Haul because he rented one himself. So gave me kind of firsthand view of uh how it operates we looked up some more and as always the conversation got off topic but that's how it is sometimes anyway enjoy episode number 10 u-haul and the bot is back Craig, hey. back in action. It's actually been a while. I forget when the last one we did was, but anyway. Yeah. U-Haul, because you just moved into the new apartment. So, how was the process overall? Oh, it was a, a rundown. A very decent process. Moving's a pain. I understand why everyone walks around telling the world that they hate moving, because it's a pain. Um, and... Uh, Running the U-Haul was easy, except there was a, a bitter man at the U-Haul yelling at the other employees, or not yelling at the employees, and I was sort of there, like, you know, wondering why this guy was shouting at him, and they were uh, they were just sort of sitting there. That was fun, but, you know, renting a U-Haul was a, a convenient way to rent a truck, um, because they give you a truck that's, like, pretty big for, uh, even though you don't need a special license for it, which is cool. So, uh, as a process, you know, uh, it worked out well. It's not too expensive. It's uh, you know, you can put all yeah, your stuff in there. How much did it cost? Uh, I think the whole thing cost me 70, 70 bucks or something for the fifteen foot truck. But if I wanted to be uh, less lazy about packing, I could have gotten the ten foot truck for like twenty bucks for for like ten bucks cheaper. But like uh, on top of all of it, they like start you at like a base like twenty or thirty bucks, depending on what size truck you get, and then they charge you like a dollar twenty per mile after that. Uh, oh, that's not too bad. No, nah, it's not bad. No, because like you said, it was like seventy-five bucks for you the whole day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like day, the yeah. price is like a z- renting like a zip car for the day. So yeah, when you and think I, like, about like what you get. Yeah, I had to, and I had to go to my old place, you know, unpack it, go new place, and then drive it back to U-Haul. So it's sort of, you know, it was covered a bit of distance, but doesn't sound too bad at all. No, no, nah. it's definitely weird driving the big truck, but. Uh, I yeah, I rem- I don't out. know if it was U-Haul or what it was, but I remember when we were young, like when I was a bit younger and we got like the Cape Cod house. Uh we like moved a whole bunch of furniture from our home to there. And uh my mom rented like I forget how big it was. It wasn't like he- enormous, but it was like a good size one. And it had like a proper truck cab. And I just remember sitting up in that thing. You're so high up on the road. Like that's crazy. Yeah, you like, see the, right over the vantage point. Like that's that's something that's like really different between driving like a sedan and then moving up to like a truck and then one of those actual like commercial trucks. Yeah, like you are pretty pretty damn high up there when you get into the cab of one of those. Yeah, for me, I mean, I always knew what that was like. You know, from when I was like four, my dad was bringing me around in oil trucks. You know. Yeah. And those cabs are, I mean, those are 10 feet up or whatever. So those, I mean, it's a commercial, you need a CDL to drive them. They're big trucks. So I was, uh, that was fun as a kid though, getting to ride in those trucks. When yeah. You, 
it, it's you pretty cool to. being you know all the way up there like you feel yeah. like you're king of the road yeah yeah people can't mess with you you're like <laughs> yeah you're like trying to mess with me <laughs> you'll get run off the road pal. yeah i've been re- and i've been that that guy trying to mess with trucks and get ran off the road it's happened before <laughs> my tiny ass car they're like get out of here i'm like yeah, all right tin can they're like shoe yeah yeah so it was it was good it, you know it only took you one trip right yeah yeah just one trip yeah didn't know that much stuff although i didn't the thing i didn't have the thing like the they have a bunch of equipment that like you can buy there to you know to help the moving process but they didn't but i didn't i didn't have ratchet straps and i didn't have any straps of any kind so i just sort of tossed all the junk in in the truck and just hoped it wouldn't fall over mm-hmm. which not like in hindsight it wasn't an awful plan but it also wasn't a good plan i did break <laughs> one of my really cool lamps uh that people that a lot of people thought were cool um it just like the mirror fell over and landed on the lamp and it broke the lamp um but, but the mirror didn't break the mirror didn't break no and it fell over on a bunch of stuff so i was like that's kind of a win given that i literally didn't tie any of it down i just chucked it all in there yeah uh, so that was pretty cool and uh you know the uh the people at the u-haul were helpful enough they didn't try to they, they do this thing though where they try to they try to screw or they don't try to screw you but they try to scam you a little bit because they their rule is and it's kind of annoying because they charge you per mile but also like their rule is however much gas was in it when you left has to be how much gas is in it when you return so like they charge you per mile and pay you for the gas and i'm like all right i get them renting the truck but like just charge me for the gas, whatever um but essentially they give and like my friend also moved in the same weekend and he's like yeah i got the u-haul at half full so they pretty much give everybody a u-haul at half full because they think people are not going to care enough like they don't because they threatened over it like to charge you more if it's not exactly where it was when you got it so you have to be like like they're like oh we'll charge you 30 dollars if it's not exactly where it is so they uh so they they try to get people to overfill the tank essentially uh that's when pretty they're, scummy they're like, bro <laughs> yeah no it is it's it's yeah it's, like, what the heck like I just didn't overfill the tank. I was like, I'm, I'm putting half the, you know, I'm putting the amount in here that I'm supposed to, and that's it, you know. Yeah. But, but they're definitely trying to get people to buy more gas for them than they need. Huh. That's pretty. Da- that's pretty damn sneaky. Yeah, yeah. That's 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 what they do. That's what these companies do. They look for little ways yeah. that you're that you're getting that you're getting hosed, you know. Yeah, well, you read down at the bottom, right? Like the uh, the safety problems and stuff with the U-Haul cars. Yeah. 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 <laughs> like that what does it say here? Forty three point five percent of all the inspections performed. Um of the two hundred and ninety-six, the like Ministry of Transportation in uh Ontario did that. And forty three point five percent of all of them inspected had some sort of problem. Wow. And twenty twenty percent were found to have out of service defects. So they Jeez. weren't roadworthy at all. Yeah. Like I, I feel like uh, once companies get big, and kind of they don't really have too much competition. There's so much stuff that they just sweep under the rug. For sure. Yeah. I think. I mean, my friend, he had, he was like, my U-Haul was fine, but my friend who was moving on the same weekend said that like he was he was driving around and all of a sudden the car just wouldn't down the truck wouldn't downshift, and he was driving at like five thousand revs. Uh, 
and he had to like drive on the highway. He was driving very far because he went to move into an apartment and then like, uh, and then found out he, he couldn't park his truck there. So he needed to like go find a new place to live that day. Um, Wait, what? Yeah. Yeah. My friend, a coworker of mine was looking to move into a place in, in Arlington and went to move there. And then he tried to drive his truck into the parking garage. He has a Dodge Ram and he tried to drive his truck into a parking garage and it wouldn't fit. So he said, Oh, I'm not going to move here anymore. Um, and then he moved in day of, he was just like, yep, I'm bailing out. Yeah. That's exactly what happened. Wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you you kind of looked into that one before you pulled the trigger. Yeah. And then he, then he went and, uh, you know, went and crashed with his girlfriend's family. So, um, that was, but, but nonetheless, he was taking the U-Haul on the highway and apparently it just wouldn't downshift out of first gear. So he was, he called U-Haul and he told them, yeah, your truck's broken. They're like, ah, oh, just leave it at the closest U-Haul. We'll take care of it. <laughs> He's like, wonder, I, and you wonder why 43%. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I was, I was surprised that they were just sort of like, oh yeah, just leave it somewhere and we'll, we'll come get it, I guess. And he's like, all my stuff's in it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I kind of have uh, all my moving stuff in there still. <laughs> well, he, he probably could have lived out of the car, bro. Yeah, true. Lived out of the U-Haul for a while. Who would have charged him a lot of money? Yeah. I wonder how much that would cost if you're like homeless probably and you need a place like to live. tons of money. Because yeah. like you said, it's what, $70 per day. <laughs> Yeah, you're but if you're not driving, but like, like it's a thousand dollars of rent a month that works out to like what fifty bucks a day. Yeah, it's something like that. Yeah, thousand dollars might be like thirty bucks a day. Um, but but what if? But the thing is, they charge you per mile. Mm. So, so you said it's like twenty bucks. Twenty bucks just yeah, and then yeah, month. twenty bucks and then a hundred and then a yeah. buck twenty per mile. So. If you parked it somewhere, if you had like a Walmart parking lot uh, or something, you could probably do that. Oh, you could definitely do it. There's people that live out of like those little vans, you know, like Scooby-Doo, Mystery yeah. Machine vans. Yeah, true. I remember uh, Zach was telling me he wanted to do that. He wanted to like gut a van. That would be, <laughs> like, be really funny. Zach was <laughs> just, Zach. <laughs> Go for Zach it. was just out of the van. <laughs> yeah, just living out of the van. That would that would be really an interesting turn in his yeah. <laughs> interesting from, turn in his life if, if he was just from uh, multiple houses to van life. <laughs> Asked his dad to buy him just yeah, from, from riches like really to nice rag. Man. <laughs> oh man, I would Zach, if you're tuning in <laughs> and you're living on a van right now, let us know. <laughs> let us know. Yeah, call in. Let her uh, call we have in. To have a follow up podcast. You. Zach yeah. the van. Yeah, the, the van cast. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I think that would be fun, though. Like, the process of, like, gutting a van out and, yeah. you know, building up all the the amenities and stuff to, like, live out of one. That would be kind of cool. Like, a fun process. Like, a fun weekend-type, you know, project. Yeah. As a pet project, it'd be fun. Yeah, I wouldn't yeah. want to, like, have no, to. No, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to have to do that out of necessity. <laughs> Be like, yeah, I'm homeless. I've got to convert this car real quick. Yeah, that wouldn't be as fun. Let me, let me blow up the air mattress and put it in here. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't want to do that. Yeah, it would be fun as like a pet project. Yeah, just as something yeah. to work on. I don't know. There's a lot of pet projects out there. I want to build a bookshelf. 
a bookshelf. Yeah, I want to get into for all your books for all your knowledge. <laughs> for all the books. I gotta get five. You know, I, you know I am so much more proud of than all these Lamborghinis. <laughs> these bookshelves books. for all the knowledge. These books. Read five books such a day. Schmuck, dude. Oh my god, yeah. Ty Lopez. I haven't heard I haven't seen any of his ads in a while though. But oh, there's no. like there's honestly so many of those copycat um like youtube scam artist guys now oh yeah oh man james and i were talking about it the other day there's just so many more ads on youtube yeah they definitely dialed it up because now they do like two per video sometimes yeah, i know yeah. it's ridiculous it's pretty annoying we were also I don't like talking about either. the golden age of youtube yeah you know, remember just like the absolutely wacky videos remember chocolate rain that yeah guy? yeah Oh, like rain. that guy like the charlie the unicorn yeah, videos charlie of, unicorn, charlie yeah. the yeah. Um, charlie bit my finger yeah i wasn't a huge fan of that one but that no was, i didn't like, so popular like that was one of the first like immensely viral videos yeah youtube i mean yeah old youtube was cool it definitely yeah. uh and it there, just had was, all this like wacky stuff on it, you know what I'm saying? And it sort of held true for a while that it was like some pretty cool content before it like yeah it got just, completely mainstreamed like yeah like too, it was mainstream it for a too, while but yeah it became like too mainstream and then it just became too monetized you know yeah yeah it definitely definitely became monetized to the point where the ads are like I don't mind I don't mind like the YouTubers who you know run their own channel mm. putting out ads and like trying to make money off of it but yeah it's like big corporations that have their own channels and they're just really pushing the monetization yeah that that pisses me off yeah i don't mind like the guys who and then like the they they usually have you know they have choice over their sponsors like some of those channels some of the channels i watch mm-hmm. like they you know like they have people sponsoring their videos that aren't ads on the videos it's like yeah you know yeah, oh know shout out to so and so like kind of like on the like the podcast sponsors it's sort of the yeah same exactly thing. They just have somebody. It's not like they do it through YouTube or like Google yeah, AdSense. Or exactly. Whatever. They reach out to this person and say, "Oh, we want to advertise on your platform." Yeah. Um, and like yeah, usually that's the, the big cor- like Vevo and stuff like that. Yep. Yep. Those huge corporations. Yeah. Plus, YouTube is trying to sell more of their stuff too. Oh yeah. The great conversation I had with my brother one time when he called me and just listed all of the channels you can get on YouTube TV. Who, Bry? No, Kevin. Oh, really? He just called me up one day and just pretty much read me the list, and then that was the whole conversation. And I was like, I'm <laughs> talking to you. This is really cool. <laughs> it was like, it was like, dude, you got to check out YouTube TV. I'm like, oh yeah, like I just have, I have Hulu, Amazon Video, and Netflix right now. And he's like, oh yeah, but Let YouTube me read TV. You a list real quick. <laughs> He literally did that. He's, YouTube TV has FX and ESPN and CBS and NBC. You can watch the Discovery Channel, Animal Planet. He just kept going. And, I, and then hung up. And I was like, all right. Oh, thanks, Kevin. Thanks for the ad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's probably sponsored by them. Yeah. Probably gets a commission. This phone call was sponsored by YouTube. That's pretty funny. Yeah. Going back to the U-Haul thing. Another thing mm. that kind of puzzles me is, I I understand they're just being lazy with the ma- like the maintenance and stuff, but you'd think that they'd try to cover their own asses and like that the maintenance costs would be cheaper than having to settle lawsuits. And it sounds like they've had to do like 
settle a couple of lawsuits that you, come from you, the accidents. You know, you think that, but like these guys have really big finance spreadsheets and like, I don't know. Sometimes when I think about what these companies are up to, like it's shitty to think that they would look at it and say, Oh, we could fix these trucks or they, they, you know, have an actuary calculate the probability yeah, behind it and say, Oh, you can probably, you know, if, if this accident happens for not, you know, there's a probability We're of this accident happening. Yeah, yeah exactly. If like three accidents happen a year, if we get like th- three people die. Yeah, exactly. And that's, you know, it's kind of some messed up math. Oh, it's totally messed up. Yeah. I, I think it's, it's unethical business in my opinion. You know, that's not, you can't put a, put out, uns- you know, especially when you're talking about road, road and car, you know, you yeah. can't. And mostly because if, if it was just the driver, you know, like that got injured, I mean, it's not as bad, but since like an accident could involve just like completely innocent, like, you know, you could just like hit a car yeah. that has a whole family in it, you know, yep. like young kids, something oh, yeah. like that. That's what really makes it messed up for me. I mean, if it was just like the person renting it, who's at risk, like you kind of could disclose it to them and you well, know, yeah, they could, they have a chance to learn it. about the risk. Yeah. yeah. But for the other people. Yeah. It's pretty messed up. Bystanders. Um, and also it's an insurance thing too. They're like, mm-hmm. you know, I'm sure their insurance company looks at what they, looks at what they, uh, you know, how much maintenance they do and decides, Oh, we're going to charge you X amount. And it's like, Oh, we'll, we'll charge you a little lot. You know, we'll charge you. I, I don't yeah, know. It's weird. Cause it, not that much of a difference. Yeah. Like they repaired their car. Like they had it fully repaired. Yep. The insurance costs wouldn't probably wouldn't go down too much for them. Yeah. Or maybe it would go down. Companies are scumbags. But yeah, it doesn't even matter. To, like, enough for them to recoup that money. It would just have to go down, you know, if it went down less than what it costs to fix the trucks, then it wouldn't exactly. make sense to fix the trucks. Yeah. It's messed up. Well, it sounds like they had a pretty, they're, they're like, their backstory was a little bit interesting. Uh, apparently they had like literal physical altercations in the, in their meetings in the transfer between the original oh, yeah, founders was, and the kids. It's like a family business. Yeah. Yeah. And they like try to transfer it. Just fights breaking out. I mean, like if you and if if somebody was trying to leave you and business, like I feel like they, I feel like I could see some hands being thrown. Oh yeah, especially if it was a couple years ago. Hands, bro. Watch out. I mean, if I had worked with Kevin on a business, oh my god, (laughs) I would just he would catch the hands. I don't. Man, he'd drive me nuts. Another lawsuit that was listed. You know, pods like the other. Yeah, moving, moving thing Movage. like the storage. Yes, I just combine. Yeah. I'm coining that word "movage." It's a good word. It sounds storage nice. moving. Movage. That's the company name. That's they're yeah. going to be their competitor in five years. Better watch out, U-Haul. We warned <laughs> you. And pods. Got to no, come for the moving company. Pods. <laughs> so the U-Haul like started using the word "pods" in their advertising, and yeah. so pods sued them. Dude, they lost $62 million. Wow. That's so crazy. Just because money. you used a word. Yeah, that IP, they, that, <laughs> those IP lawsuits are no joke when they actually have somebody to sue. I know. Like, that's a crazy amount of money. That is Do crazy. you remember? Um, actually, you're not from West Hartford, so you wouldn't remember it all. But anyway, this uh, this lady like ran into... A gate that blocks off the entrance to the West Hartford Reservoir. Mm-hmm. She, she was on a bicycle, and this thing is like 
painted brightly and it's a gate in the middle of the road like there's no way you can't see it and anyway this dumbass lady ran into it on her bike and like broke her bones because she's an idiot yeah and then sued the the town for two million dollars wow yeah that was was that was that in the sue the suing people craze back in the day yeah people are still doing that where they're trying to sue people for it yeah that was like in the mcdonald's coffee lawsuit okay but that one like it's interesting because while there were a lot of nonsense lawsuits that were that like came off of that one that one in particular and like i remember when my mom was in law school she read that case and like everyone agreed that the woman had a legit case and had no reason to not sue like oh yeah yeah. no i i've i've seen the case notes for that one too i've seen like the description of that yeah and it makes sense but the amount of money is ridiculous yeah it's a lot it was like what like 10 million dollars or something yeah it was something like that yeah it was was crazy just insane amounts of money and it's more so you're right you're you're totally right it's more so the lawsuits that were spun off of that because they all because because the media kind of made that one sound ridiculous because like you know it is weird oh you you spilled coffee on yourself yeah yeah you know but then you look at it like in that case you know the the all the like that particular McDonald's coffee was like thirty degrees hotter than anywhere else in the area. Like it was, it was like boiling water. It was boiling water, yeah. yeah. And then yeah. also there was like something with the lid or something like yeah, that. It actually, yeah, it yeah. And like that, she had like third degree burns. Like yeah, <laughs> yeah. You no. don't get third degree burns from normal coffee. I don't know. I almost got some burns today trying to cook lasagna. You ever freaking. <laughs> You ever cook lasagna? I have cooked lasagna. <laughs> Didn't get third degree burns. <laughs> Sorry to disappoint, man. Well, I, now I'm a fancy <laughs> Next man. Next time so. I'm over with you and you're cooking dinner, I'm going to bring my own fire extinguisher. <laughs> well, that's I'm, why That's why the fire department was at your, yeah, your apartment complex. They knew you were cooking lasagna. The new Sunday was <laughs> Yeah, no, I was a uh, – so I'm, I'm a fancy guy. So I don't just buy frozen lasagna. That's outrageous. Oh, no. Stouffer's? <laughs> Never heard of them. Ridiculous. So I went and bought you know lasagna noodles. And I was like, oh, let me pop this in the pot. I'll boil it up. Make some lasagna. It'll be cool. Um, I put it in the pot. And I realized my pot is just not big enough to hold lasagna noodles. And I, I asked Becca. I'm like, oh, can I break these in half? And she's like, well, you really shouldn't. And I said, ah, damn. I guess I won't break them in half then. And so I just try to kind of jam them in the pot and like they were just sort of hanging out and the water started boiling, but I was trying to jam them in there while the water was boiling. But I just sort of was not being careful with my, you know, with my jamming the noodles in. Cause like, I was like trying to get them to soften up. I was, you know, sort of like a butter churn. I was sort of stuck, you know, or like trying, when you're trying to like pound, um, pound something in the, into the trash can, you know, one of those types of things. And yeah, I, I'm just imagining a lot of force, you know? Yeah, exactly. Maybe too much force. And I like hit it and the boiling water like splashed everywhere and it like almost burnt me. And, uh, but then in the end, at the end of the day, you know, lasagna did get into the, the water and got made into lasagna, but I, it was a close call for him there. It, you know, jumped up and splashed me and I said, Oh shit. Gotta watch out yeah. for that. Wow. It's a harrowing tale. Making dinner yeah. with me is riveting. Uh, riveting. <laughs> you asked for more <laughs> explanation. That was your fault. <laughs> no, I, I did. I did. I'll own up to that one. <laughs> I never said it was a good story. I just said I almost got burned by lasagna. Why can't you break them in half? 
because uh, we were actually rolling it up. It was, we were, we were going to make roll-ups. Chicken Alfredo, you put it in a lasagna and you roll it up, and then it's like a like a cylinder of chicken Alfredo with lasagna. Yeah, but okay, so you need like the whole thing to roll it up, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Huh. It actually tastes. Why don't you just do half of it and then flip it over and do the other half? Well, it, it's just the diameter of the pot was bigger than like the, the diet, like the length of the lasagna was larger than the diameter. Pot. So no, I could no, no, yeah. So put it in vertically, and then uh, you flip it around. Well, yeah, but then I have to hold the 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 flaccid lasagna. Oh yeah, you don't. I, I wouldn't want to hold any flaccid lasagna pieces. <laughs> like only erect lasagna pieces are touching my hand. Exactly. <laughs> you're right. Hands hands down. You're right. No argument there. <laughs> so my I'm method. Glad, was... I'm glad we settled that. <laughs> the Solving curious case today. of the flaccid lasagna noodles. <laughs> oh man, freaking lasagna! Tasty, tasty noodle though. Oh yeah. What is as that? As the, what's that brand? Like the pasta brand that has the navy blue box with the Barillis. Yeah, Barilla. Barilla. Yeah, yeah that's the best. Or yeah. maybe it is Borelli's. I, I don't I really know. One's a, like a tire company, and one's a pasta. Well, the Goodyear's the tire company. No, there's a like an Italian tire company. Oh, really? Yeah, that Yokohama? sponsors uh, Inter. Oh. Oh, you're right. Pirelli. Pirelli, that's what Oh, Pirelli. Yeah. What's the tire company sponsoring soccer teams? Yeah, I know. They love doing that. Yokohama. Yeah. Pirelli. I'm sure, like Sorry. Bridgestone or yeah, I think Bridgestone does do one. Yeah, I'm gonna look that up real quick. Like, why is that a thing? Like, do they find do tire companies find that soccer fans are susceptible to tire ads? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. They're like, I guess you have to drive a car to the soccer stadium. You don't have to though. If it's in a city, that's true. You could take you public take transportation. Train. Be you could take the train to the one in DC. Citizen. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it looks like some Brazilian team, maybe. Huh. I went to yeah, Goodyear. Tires. Freaking tires. I'm mad. My car's got a tire bubble in it. Oh. Yeah. Aren't you getting a new car soon? Yeah, in like a week or two. So I was oh, like, nice. like the guy nice. at Goodyear was like, you need to put four tires on this car immediately. And I'm like, dude, I'm getting rid of the car in like two weeks. You're like, like, no, I don't think I will. Yeah. Yeah, hopefully, yeah. hopefully in a week or two I'll be getting it. It's kind of weird. Have you seen any Chelsea games recently? No, I haven't. I haven't. Yeah. Uh, I I just tuned into like 15 minutes one the other day. Yeah, I haven't been following it as closely as I used to. But it's just right. weird. it's weird now because like nobody's there. Yeah. yeah, and also with the whole transfer ban thing, mm-hmm. that kind of sucks. I'm so mad that Man City didn't get banned. Yeah, they did the same thing, right? They did the exact same thing. Yeah. No ban. It's so yeah. corrupt. I yeah, mean, I mean, that's... Really, that, they've the also whole... spent, like, I mean, I don't mind teams spending money to get good because you have, you have to do that. Right. But when the, financial, when the financial fair play rules are literally just tossed out the window for Man City and PSG, that's ridiculous. Yeah. Because yeah, Man City has spent, like, over... 600 million in the past three years 
It was interesting though. I saw this year the the total Premier League spending actually went down for the first time. Yeah, that's yeah. because last year was so crazy. Yeah, that's true. They've been spending so much lately. Last year was the Neymar transfer, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. That, that Wasn't was... he going to get transferred again too? Yeah, I think he still could possibly get transferred because Barca and Madrid are still are still trying to get him. Wow. Barca yeah. want them, wants him back. Yeah, I wouldn't want him back. Neymar seems like such a douche. Yeah, he seems like more trouble than he's worth, sort of, for exactly. like a team. Like, I guess he's huge marketing wise, though. Yeah, like he must sell a ton of jerseys. Right. Well, because they have the Brazil market, mm-hmm. which is a ton of people. Yeah, and they all watch soccer. It's not like having the American also, market where you know. I think Neymar's just got good international branding too, because yeah. like people, tons of American people will buy his jersey too, just because mm-hmm. it's like Neymar. You know, that's like a name they know. Yeah, a lot more than a guy like Hazard or something, where you know, mm-hmm. you, you you know, you get him more because he's a talent. Like not not that Neymar's not a talent, but people who know Hazard know him because he's a talented player, not because he's you know a famous name in the game. Like yeah, yeah, he's not known because he's a diva. Like Neymar's yeah. a diva. Yeah, exactly. He's just known for you know he's supreme talent. Yeah. How's he doing at Madrid? Do we know? He got injured, so he hasn't played recently. But I, he scored his first goal like a couple weeks ago. So I think he's been doing good. It's just Madrid is not nearly as good as they used to be. Yeah. So there's that. But yeah, I'm, I was super sad that he left because he was such a good player. And I loved watching him. And Chelsea will not be nearly as good for a while now. But... Also, he did spend seven years on the team. And he so, played great. I mean, I can't. Yeah. He, yeah. He played awesome, like one ton of trophies for Chelsea. Yeah. I mean, he has every right to move on. So, yeah. Yeah. I can't. Hopefully, he does well. But yeah. I don't know. Like, Madrid is not what it used to be. I don't think they'll ever get back to the Ronaldo level. I mean, who knows what'll happen in, in a few years. But yeah, for, for now, it's sort of. It's, uh, yeah, but I, three Champions Leagues in a row. I don't think. Yeah, that, I mean that's just crazy from any. That yeah. was also super lucky for Madrid too. Yeah, it was almost like the Warriors. You know how like the Warriors just kind of ran into strokes of good luck year after year, while also having a good team. It was oh like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But that's the exact same thing with Real Madrid. Yeah, it was a good team that also had good luck. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they weren't as dominant as. As the record. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's true. And also in basketball, it's like, you know. It's easier to dominate, you know, when it's a small. Well, I I feel like in basketball, it's different than like soccer and and some of the sports that require more players because it's it's definitely easier to dominate in the five-man sports. Yeah. And you can have superstars just completely take over the game. Right. Like in soccer, you, you can have superstars take over, don't get me wrong, but you kind of need more pieces to work together to get that to happen. Well, the other piece is just like, I feel like they have to be better. It's not, you know, in, I feel like, uh, yeah, you can have you, a team get carried by one player in the NBA, but yeah. a team can't really get carried by one player. Yeah, exactly. The overall soccer. quality of the team needs to be higher. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, Madrid. And also in soccer, since Champions League is just, you know, two game aggregate. It's not right. the same as a best of seven. Yeah. Like the, the better team will win 95% of the time. 
in the in the uh, playoffs in the NBA. But in Champions League, you have so many more upsets. Right. I like that format, though. I like the, the two-leg tournament format. I think it's... No, yeah, I like it a lot, too. I feel like that the NBA could use something like that. They could use... A few, yeah, they, they got to get rid of... To me, they need to make the first round best of five. Like... Yeah, I think I think that would probably be good. Something just to make it, like, just to force... For some team, because I think what a lot of other American playoffs do, and what a lot of other knockout style tournaments do, is they make people perform under pressure. Whereas in the NBA, it's not like there's because every series is a best of seven, especially those first round series. Those top teams are not forced like like no, it's they're not forced into playing as hard as they you know should. Yeah. And like I understand that they don't want them to get out. Like, like I don't. I understand people don't want people to get out just because of bad luck. But like, that's part of it. And like, I think it would be, it would one make the playoffs seem less incredibly long and kind of weird because um, it's two months for the NBA. But it also just to me would add a little bit of intensity to those first round games that isn't there. You know, if you lose the first two games of a first round series, instead of. Um, <laughs> instead of, you know, having four games and a couple at home to be able to mess with, like now all of a sudden you have to win the next game. Yeah, it you puts know, the pressure on. That's how baseball does it. And it's sort of, you know, it's frustrating to be a fan sometimes because it's, you know, you also, wonder if the best team wins. But I think it's a lot better for injuries too because right. like so many people get injured just because of the length of it. Because yeah. there's so many games in that span of time. And they're definitely playing, you know, a lot harder. They're pushing their bodies mm. more so than when they do in the regular season. It's pretty obvious. But, yeah, I agree with you. I think best of five would be a good call. And then I think they should do away with the All-Star weekend and do some sort of tournament instead. You think? Yeah, I think it would be more interesting. Because, like, the yeah. All-Star weekend's cool and stuff, but it's, like, kind of meaningless, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it is kind of. Like, it's fun to watch, but... It's not like it gets your blood flowing, your heart racing. Like there's no right. real kind of excitement to it. It's just kind of fun to see. I don't think the work. teams want to add extra games though. Like the all-star part yeah, of Yeah, but what if what if it was like the bottom teams? Yeah. You know, I mean, like the, the teams that don't get the playoffs. Like there's a bottom team playoff, like a consolation playoff thing. And then maybe they do it for like draft picks. Yeah, like I mean that would that would be interesting. Pick. Yeah, you know, to make them play for draft picks, but you would to me that would need to be that couldn't be in the middle of the season. No, so maybe you just out. you do that at the end. Yeah, but I think one of the reasons they like the All Star break is because for like the guys who aren't in the All Star game, it's literally like a week off. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, so, so maybe keep the All Star break, and, and then just, do like a like a playoff tournament for the bottom half. I think I think playoff tournament for, for the, the draft. draft picks is a great yeah. idea. Yeah, That's, I think that would make it exciting. Yeah. Although you wonder if that like that kind of defeats the purpose of like um Well maybe you'd them. have it half do lottery and then half yeah. for the play because th- then there'd just be teams that suck, like small market teams that suck. Exactly. They're just getting screwed over. Yeah. Exactly, because they couldn't get any good players in it. Yeah. But I think they should I don't think the draft pick should just be the lottery. Because that was ridiculous. Like and oh, I hate yeah. the tanking thing too. Like, I guess yeah. you can't really tank anymore. To the, you can, but not to the same extent that you could when the odds were different. Right. But 
by doing it when you actually have to play for it, that makes so much more sense. Because then the players would want to play for it too. Yeah. They'd be like, oh, yeah, we could get – like if you had to play for Zion Williamson, there'd be – right. people would be going hard. Yeah. You know? Yeah, that was – That would be intense, intense games. Yeah, those would, that, those would be really cool. a ton of viewership too. Right. Yeah, you wonder if you could just – if they could make it like a small – you know how they have four – you know, the bottom, the real bottom of the barrel four teams play for the lottery? Like, I feel like if they did it like that, where they just wouldn't let any of the – I guess that, would, that wouldn't help the tanking problem a ton, but, mm-hmm. you know, it would sort of – it would. I mean, it would still create their – it would still maintain their idea of wanting to have, you know, not have it be a guaranteed first-round pick for the worst team, so it's not a race to the bottom. Yeah, how know? about – if you did the four bottom teams get a bye in the first round of the, mm. the oh, like, yeah. consolation, and, then, and the other teams get like a play in, yeah, just, yeah, by the middle, they think playoff game for the draft picks. Yeah, I think that would be sick. Yeah, and that also it would it would let you see like people play quote unquote playoff basketball. Yeah, meaningful you've basketball. Never seen like because. Those teams that there's teams that haven't been in the playoffs for what, like ten years, more than that? I don't know. I kinda wanna find out the longest the team with the longest drought. Um Yeah, I mean longest NBA playoff drought. Um yeah, I, I would like to to see I, yeah, you're right. I mean there are definitely teams that don't that don't look in the uh, in the playoffs. Oh, the Sacramento Kings have the longest drought right now. Uh, 13 seasons, 2006. Damn. And they, they're really close this year, too. Yeah. The Phoenix Suns, um, nine seasons. The last playoff appearance was 2010. And then six seasons. Um, the Lakers have are on here right now. They haven't been in the playoffs in six years. Yeah. Um, that's kind of crazy. Yeah, that is, that's a pretty long time. I mean, so many teams in the NBA make the playoffs. It's hard to like not be in the to not be in the playoffs for thirteen years. You got to be bad. Yeah, you got to be pretty bad. That's a, that's the bad. Kings were yeah. bad for a while. Yeah. Oh, they were awful. I mean, they sort of had the the problem of um, the I don't know if you know in baseball the Miami Marlins where they like. They drafted a lot of good players for their like their initial round of tanking, essentially in like probably two thousand nine and ten, and they drafted a lot of good players, and then sort of it wasn't taking off right away, and they were kind of being impatient, so they traded away all those guys. Mm-hmm. And then because yeah, they had Boogie, they had Isaiah Thomas, they had a couple other else? guys too. There was a few other guys besides Isaiah Thomas. Maybe it was Jay Crowder. Maybe it was. there was a few other guys. Really good that came from the Kings, um, but the Miami Marlins did the same thing in baseball, where they had you know they would like the list of players that they traded away is kind of insane um, because they're all like MVP candidates or like Cy Young candidates, like some of the best players in baseball. And it's like if they were just a little bit more patient or had some better coaches. Would have been fine. Yeah. Yeah. I, th- I feel like that's a problem with a lot of franchises is they, they try to do the tanking and then get impatient and then trade off all their good players that they acquired. Yeah. 
Well, the thing is, I think franchises don't do a good job trying to address the other problems. You can have decent players, but at that at that level, oh, like for any professional sport, a lot of the players are good. I feel like coaching does have a lot to do with it. And if you don't have, especially when you're talking about developing young talent, you need to have a, the right coach for that. Like if you sign a bunch of free agent superstars in the NBA, yeah, you could probably yeah, you a pretty can good put team. them together with anybody. But yeah. Yeah, you're right, you're right. Just raising them up from the draft to being an actual, you know, all-star level player. Like people talk about coach. people talk about how oh everybody missed Giannis and took him in the in you know the fifteenth pick like it's a, a ridiculous miss but like the Bucks did a good job shaping him like he was he was an un unproven product like people didn't know how yeah. good he was going to be. But that that's the thing though with that is like there's a million other there's probably like ten other players that have fit the profile of Giannis like exactly. when he first got drafted. And that I think that comes down to a mix between like the the team itself, like putting faith in the player, and then the player having the drive to yeah maximize their potential. Because dude, Giannis was like what two hundred pounds. Mm. He put on like fifty pounds of muscle in a year. Yeah, like not too many players do that. No, he. I mean, he was definitely he committed had the to drive. Yeah, yeah. But also, you're right. You have to have the the team has to put faith in you, and then the coach has to put faith in the young players, and like you know, seeing them develop and polishing them up. Yeah, letting them letting them play. That that is one thing to go go back to Chelsea. That it's a little bit exciting now because they're actually letting oh, yeah. some young guys play. Yeah, with Lampard there, he's like yeah. playing all the young guys. So and the young guys have been sick for a while. Like Ruben Loftus Cheek, Tammy Abraham, right. Um, was the guy What's Mason? Other guy's Mason name? Mount. Yeah, that guy, Pulisic. He, I mean, he's proven, but he's another young guy. Yeah, he's um, young. And then there's like another striker. I forget his name. But anyway, yeah, I'm excited for that because yeah. they'll be they'll be really good in, in I don't know maybe three four years. Well, they have like a, they had a great recruiting class like for the past you know five or ten years. Their academy oh, is yeah. ridiculous. Their academy wins the like academy. Champions League every year. Yeah, they just stomp, and they and then the, every single year they loan half the people away. It's so dumb. Yeah, but yeah. This year with Lampard there, since he is a you know he's was in the Chelsea system for so long, he knows. Yeah. Hey, you got to give these young guys a chance. These young guys are good. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if they put together like a pretty decent second half of the season. Oh no, I think they'll do fine. I, yeah. I don't know if they'll qualify for Champions League again, but. I think they'll be top six, definitely. Yeah. And then... They're yeah, in the Champions I, I can League see this him, year, though, right? Yeah, they're in the Champions League this year. Yeah. It's just... It's so competitive now between... Like, Arsenal's kind of rebuilt, even mm. though they still kind of suck. Yeah. Um, Liverpool's Tottenham's now. good. Liverpool's super good. Man City, a lock. Yeah. Yeah. And then Man United's pretty good. Yeah. So... I like Liverpool though. I, I no, I like Liverpool as well. But um, what was I gonna say? So the Romanian. Yeah, it's just like every all the other teams have been spending money, getting better. Right. So it's just gonna be tough, but they have a chance. Yeah. Because I mean, they, they don't. They I don't really think they have a chance to win. No, they don't. I don't think so either. I mean, anything yeah. can happen. Less. Yeah, anything so. can happen, but. Um, 
injuries and such, but. Dude, I bet there's so many players on Leicester that are like, fuck, I should have took taken that deal and Take signed that money. for a big team when I had the chance. Because I remember Jamie Did... Vardy. Jamie Vardy had the chance to like sign for a Man U or something. Right. For like an insane amount of money. And then yeah. he's like, nah, I'm staying with Leicester. Yeah, he definitely should have maximized his uh yeah. his value. Conte did pretty well for himself. Yeah, Conte did well, and then Mares did Mares well. Mares did well, yeah. But those are like the only two I can think of. Well, I mean, so they were the best players that. in that team. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, Conte I mean, was the best. Yeah. and I'd say Mares and Vardy were about equal that year. But yeah. Mares is the better player right. overall. What, what the Vardy? Yeah. What did you say Dan, before? I uh, Danny Drinkwater went to Chelsea, right? Oh, yeah, Danny Drinkwater. Yeah, he's. He, I think he, he either got traded or he's on the bench. So Yeah. They got the, Chelsea got, got a lot money, of random though. guys. Yeah, he did. You guys payday. Yeah. Jamie Vardy didn't. And neither did those defenders. Who are those guys? Oh, uh, uh, um, Wes Morgan. Yep. And uh, Robbie Huth. Oh, there we Big go. Yeah. Robbie Huth. Oh, my. Robbie Huth and West Morgan. What a fun season that was, too. Those that was dudes such were. A great season. Those dudes were great. I look like. Yeah, and they were like, they did not look like they'd be good defenders. They just looked they like slow look old men, and they're yeah. like just beasting it up. <sighs> those headers, the amount of times you, you would just watch them when, the when entire he, when, second half of a game. Yeah. When Robbie Huth scored back to back headers to win uh-huh. against men. Oh, that was incredible. I just remember watching some of those games down the stretch. Leicester won like eight one nil games in a row or something. They literally yeah. would just they would just Against punch good the ball. Teams too. Yeah, they would just Against really good teams. Vardy and them would just take it down, get one goal. Wes Morgan just taking care of anything the other team threw at them. Like that was yeah, a that fun was, season. That was the most incredible sports thing I've ever seen. Yeah, that's crazy. Like, the odds of that happening, it's hard to put it into perspective. Like for North American sports, like that's just not. It's ridiculous. I feel like if the Baltimore it'd be like Orioles, the Knicks winning the uh, the championship, the championship next year, it'd be if yeah. the Knicks came out and just won the whole thing next year. Yep. Yeah. Like that's what it would be. Which would there's, be kind of. There's nothing that compares to it. No. That's just so that was insane. And remember, like at the very beginning of the season, too, Leicester topped the table because they won on the first day, right? Like the opening day, and we were on the group chat, and we were, I, I said something. I was like, "All right, guys, uh, looks like it's time to buy our Leicester City Championship, like shirts, the Premier League champions shirts, because they're at the top of the table that first day, and then yeah. end of the season, they freaking win the whole thing." And that's a time you want that Back to the Future sports almanac. Yeah. Oh, wow. yeah. There was one guy who uh, had the bet. Too. Yeah, he did. He, I think he put like 20 bucks on him or something. Yeah, and made what was it? It was 5000 5, to 1. 5000 to 1. Yeah. So that's like $20,000. Yeah. Maybe I'm doing my math wrong. No. It's like $100,000. Yeah, it's $100,000. You're right. Yeah. What a crazy – that was probably like a drunken bet too. Yeah, I'll give you some. Yeah, just a diehard Leicester fan. Yeah, he's just like, fuck it, Mike. They're gonna win. <laughs> I'm telling you now. Everyone's just like, twenty quid on it. <laughs> oh man, bet sports betting. Like some guys at the office were like, Dan, I'm sure you'd sports team. Like I do not, because they're really into sports betting. Oh but, yeah. Yeah. 
but they they pegged me as someone who wouldn't uh wouldn't partake i just uh you know. Yeah, you're the guy who like does the numbers for the sports betting. Exactly. Yeah, right. <laughs> you're, the, you're the guy who takes their money. You're I wouldn't the do it if I didn't know I could win. And there are actually people, independent sports bettors, who are not like they're not just drunken dudes at casinos. Like they're they do it like for a living, and they're just really like they're better than rookies at counting it and mm-hmm. running their and like getting their value out of it. It's like a stockbroker then. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's a similar yeah. type thing. Yeah. And they're just really talented at, you know, there are like some independent sports bettors who are just really good at it um, because they can read, you know, they, they're, they're really good at predicting the odds and seeing if the odds the, the book gives you are actually good or not. So, you know, it's a weird thing, but it's like, it's like one of those things when you really think about what's going on, people betting money on other people, it's kind of weird. Yeah, it is like, kind of strange. You know, it's like, oh, these people get together and do this thing. And if they do it in this way, I'll get some money. Yeah. I don't know. It's kind of funny how, like, betting on sports has been around forever, too. Like, yeah. as long as there's been sports, there's been betting on sports. So true. Like, the Roman First. chariot races, you know there's some big cash flow at those <sighs> Roman chariot races. Oh, yeah. It's like the horse race. They all got those stylish shirts on. Yeah. I'm sure those stylish Roman shirts they got. If I could go back and see like any sporting event, I think it would have to be like something like that. Those must have been crazy. Oh yeah, those must have been those Roman and Greek events. Man, I would love to go back in time, just in general, see what's going on, check stuff out. That would be pretty cool. Yeah, but yeah, those those events must have been kind of crazy. People getting drunk. I feel like if they came, if the Romans came to the future, they would think, oh, this is the same thing that we were doing back in the day. You guys didn't change this up? <laughs> yeah. Hey, guys, this was like a temporary thing. We thought yeah. you'd approve upon this. Hey guys, this is kind of barbaric. You still doing this? <laughs> you guys wow. looking like the Gauls out here. <laughs> the Gauls. And, the, and all, all the different types of German elf. Mm. Another important lesson from Latin class. Which there are three. That was a tell good me, Please, Caesar, tell me more about those German elves. <laughs> there, fifty line passage about German. <laughs> it was kind of interesting though, like looking back on that stuff that we read during Latin class. Like it was so weird. It's so weird, but also it's kind of interesting. Like, you know, this is just some dude writing about some German elk. Yeah, like a guy. thousand years ago. Yeah. 2,000 years ago. That's wild. That, it is crazy. You know what I think is so crazy, too? How, how people figure out how to translate a language. Like yeah. Rosetta Stone. Yeah. You know? Yeah, that's crazy. I don't know how you... This, this arbitrary word means this in our language now. So, like, figuring out how it all fits together. Yeah, I don't know how you meet somebody else, like, that doesn't speak your language at all. Like, at, like, a new... You know, like, how did the first people who contacted China, you know, like, even even when, like, the Silk Road started and mm-hmm. whatnot, like, how did they, how did the Middle Eastern people that went there, like, the explorer, explorers that went to China, like, for the first time and, like, and India and stuff, how did they communicate with these guys? Like, I think I like when it, it's, like, person to person, it's a bit easier because you can use hand signals and stuff. And then you can, like, point at something and you say, right. like, 
this is that, you know, like this is a book. And then they'd say like their word for book. And then you'd kind of figure it out. Yeah. Like piece by piece. Right. For something like Latin. Oh, well, actually, I mean, it kind of got passed down over time. But if it's like when uh, people figured out how to translate, um, what's it called? The like the super old one. Yeah, Egyptian hieroglyphics. Yeah, hieroglyphics or the Mesopotamian one. Uh, um, Sanskrit. Yeah, Sanskrit. Like how they figured that shit out. Right. <laughs> like it looks like chicken scratch, and they're like, "Oh, oh yeah, this means like this means you know, papaya." Like what <laughs> the fuck? That's crazy to me. Yeah. Yeah, but that that would actually be kind of fun, you know, just like going into a completely foreign country and just like figuring out the language. Yeah. Like not if you had to survive on it, but right. just as like a kind of like a a game, you know. And that's sort of what I did with China, but I mean I was taking a class, but yeah. I just yeah, sort of whipped true. in that's true. Much like, whatever. Yeah. It's like, oh, I didn't know any Chinese actually. I just you know, cruised in, said, Hey, they're doing weird stuff over there. Mm. But Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> all right anyway i think that's probably a pretty good stopping point yeah i think we got some good stuff yeah for sure yeah it's good good to be back yeah it's been a while it's been a while you've been busy got some yeah i've been real busy busy. yeah i've been uh we had a new person at work so i'm sort of you know helping them out so it's uh oh mr training man yeah yeah, you got a a padawan yeah, how to how to work with uh, work with the government, help them do stuff. Oh, speaking of Star Wars, have you seen the new trailer for? Um, oh, no, the I show, went to watch it. Mandalorian. Oh, it looks sick. Yeah, it's so good. It's you and McGregor, isn't it? No, no, no. no it's that's not. the one that's like about uh, the bounty hunter. Oh, okay. And that's the I'm... guy from uh, Game of Thrones. You know the Viper. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's that guy. He's like the bounty hunter, like the um, Boba Fett looking bounty hunter. The Mandalorian, and then there's the guy from there's Gustavo Fring from Breaking Bad, oh, really? and That's then awesome. there's one other like big actor that I saw in the trailer, but it yeah. looks really good. Oh, the Mandalorian! Here we are, yeah, yeah. And then, but yeah, you're right though. Ewan McGregor is gonna play Obi Wan Kenobi in um like a spinoff TV series of Obi Wan, so that's awesome too. Yeah, what is he? Go- what is what is it gonna air on? Uh, the Disney, Disney's starting their own oh, Disney Plus. Thing. Yeah, uh, yeah I'm annoying. getting real sick of that though. Yeah, it's honestly just be gonna gonna become cable again. Yeah, like everybody's gonna have their own streaming, and then you're gonna have to buy all of them, and then it's gonna become packaged just like cable is packaged. Yeah, it's really stupid. Huh. But those two shows look awesome, so yeah. I'm gonna have to pull the trigger. <laughs> for that streaming service. Just gotta see if you can get that free trial over. Yeah, exactly. Just mm-hmm. make another eight email accounts. <laughs> Just use the old ones you already made. <laughs> I, I may have forgotten all those passwords. <laughs> That's kind of the flow chart of it. Make an email <laughs> account to do free trial. Do the free trial. Forget the email account exists. Forget the password. And then uh, just make a new email account. <laughs> That's pretty fun. Hmm. All right. Anyway, I'll catch you later, amigo. All right. Sounds good. Adios. See you. All right. 
thank you for tuning on into the podcast. Um, hope you enjoyed Dan and I rambling like we do. And uh, remember, if you're ever in the kitchen with him, you better watch out, especially if he's making that lasagna. It's dangerous. All right. Anyway, until next time. Adios.